This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. $2 out here. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Welcome to episode 53 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone, the Red Sox. Joey, you had a great run, man. I thought I timed that one right, though. Did I sneak in there? No. It's it's always when I'm starting the series recap line. But hey, uh, we'll just just run it back, and per usual, we'll keep it all in here. These are the rules. All right, run it back, run it back, run it All back. Right. Welcome to episode 53 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. The Red Sox won a series but got crushed in the series finale against the Tampa Bay Devil Rays today and remain seven games back in the wild card race. Joey, how you doing? Hey, Steve. I'm doing fine, I guess. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I think I'm going to get a frozen yogurt later. Nice. Do you know? Do you have a flavor in mind? Yeah. So I normally get the birthday cake kind, and oh, nice. I put uh, cookie dough on it, mm-hmm. or I'll do cookies and cream frozen yogurt and put Oreos on it. Nice. Cool. Remember when um, frozen yogurt was like everywhere? You could make make the you know your own little cups and whatever. I feel like those places aren't around anymore, probably because they were like a million dollars a cup. It was very expensive. What happened to TCBY? Remember TCBY? Are they still around? Is that uh, Taste Cone Bowl Yogurt? The country's best yogurt. Very close. Um, what is it done? Let me let me look this up. This <laughs> as if like yeah, as if this no. is important right now. Uh, let's see. TCBY is it still going? I yeah. I don't know if anyone else has ever heard of this place, dude. What are you talking about? I think you made this place up. TCBY was the best, dude. They had these parfaits that were like the best. You ever get a parfait with like the toppings, a type of froyo topping, froyo topping? You never got one of those? I've never heard of this place. Have you heard of a parfait? Isn't parfait usually like actual yogurt and fruit and granola and stuff? Yeah, but I think this was like a parfait with like frozen yogurt, which is it's so good. You get like multiple layers of toppings, and you could do different types of froyo. Oh, it was great. Sox won a series. 
Sox won the series. And just a little update here. Fangraphs has them as a 3% chance of making the postseason. So climbing up. Let's go. <laughs> climbing up there. Uh, Joey, I came up with the new system here uh-huh. for when, when the Red Sox are unofficially, officially eliminated. Okay. Let's hear it. So this is how, this is how I'm going to do it. They need to get to 88 wins to have any chance of getting that last wild card spot. And and mm-hmm. skip ahead if if you don't want to listen to this because I wouldn't want to either. But they need to go 26 and eight uh, to get to 88 wins. So they are unofficially officially eliminated when they lose their ninth game the rest of the season. So okay. the elimination number is nine, and now it's just seeing how far they can push that off. So that's kind of where it's where I'm at. Okay, that's respectable. I like that. I also feel like it's going to line up perfectly with my September 14th thing that I mentioned on here a couple episodes ago. It might line up perfectly with Patriots opening day, which I think would be extremely convenient for a lot of folks. But yeah, no, I what was the September 14th thing again? Uh, it's just like that's when I'm willing to give up hope or whatever. It's the end of a Yankees series. Like We'll see where we're at there. Yeah. Like, that's when I'm really going to throw it in or not. I I don't know, man. Even listening back to our old episodes, not that I do that, but listening back to last week's episode, <laughs> I make hear. make it up that you do that. Yeah. Um, even when you say, like, oh, well, the Sox obviously aren't getting that last wild card spot. Yeah. I'm like, something in me tenses up and is like, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth, Steve. It's- it's not going to happen. Like you're talking now, about my girlfriend or something. I don't know. I know it's not, but I also your girlfriend is not getting that wet last wild card spot. I can guarantee <laughs> you that. There's just no chance at all. Uh, no, I know, Joey. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I I I love your optimism. I know in the past, I've been kind of bashed for being overly optimistic when mm-hmm. I shouldn't be. So I appreciate your optimism, especially in times where I obviously have none left to give. So. That's been good. I've, I've enjoyed that. Do you want some more optimism? Yeah, what do you got? The Red Sox are 62 and 66 through 128 games. Yeah, where's 96 at? 64 and 64. Okay. Wait. So that's good? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you like how the numbers flipped. Yeah, no, it would be better if the Red Sox had two more wins. It really would. It really. Yeah, but would. I mean, it's the exact same thing as what you were saying with the eight losses, right? Because it's eighty. Wait, you said eighty-eight wins. The eighty-eight is the I think fewest wins that they'd have a chance of getting that last wild card spot. Okay, because the ninety-six team was eighty-five. That's what we're looking at there at the ninety. So you got to be ahead of that pace to even be in this imaginary line that you've created. Sounds yeah. right, though. 88 sounds right. Yeah, it's well, again, it's based off of the winning percentage of the Blue Jays right now, who have the last spot. Mm-hmm. So the 540 winning percentage is, I think, 88 wins. Um, 88, how about everybody right losing? There. How about everybody losing for you? Didn't the Jays just get swept by the Angels? Jays got swept by the Angels, and they were outscored 22 to 3. What? What is that? What is that? The Blue Jays are so stupid. Yes. Like, it's... I don't understand. I don't understand the Toronto Blue Jays. I have not been more surprised by a baseball team in a bad way <laughs> in a long 
time. This should be like a dynasty, not a dynasty, but like this should be a dominant, dominant team for a good chunk of years with the guys they have locked up. It should, they should the be regular they, contenders. Yeah. Yeah. They, it, honestly, the roster they have leads me to believe that they would be. I, it, tell me what the hockey equivalent is of, of this. Isn't it the President's sure. Trophy when you win the best record in the regular season? I you feel like that, the Jays. Yeah. That that's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I. Why are you smirking? No, I was saying you knew that. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I was. It was a rhetorical. I wasn't actually asking that. Yeah. So, um, if if they had the equivalent of that in baseball, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call that, I feel like the Jays would be a top contender for that every single year with the roster they have, and they would let people down every single year and not win that. Does it come with a trophy? Do you get a trophy? You actually do get a physical president's trophy. I think it's one That's of those kind of silly. Like, I think it just like goes right in the trophy case. Like you don't take a picture with it on the ice or anything like that. You just, I think, it goes right in the cabinet. It just gets you know? sent. It would get like sent to the garden, and then you just put it in the cabin. Yeah, in the cabin, <laughs> <laughs> the trophy cabin. <laughs> yeah, sitting sitting in Jeremy Jacobs' cabin up in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, but no, but, I mean they totally should, dude. I mean there was a lot of sense. people who picked them to win the division. And it made sense that a lot of people picked him to win the win. I think I did. Like I, I just, mm-hmm. it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense what's going on in Toronto. I look at the stats and see sometimes over the weekends, like I was Saturday, I was at Country Fest, which is a whole. That's a that was a hell of a time. But I'll I'll save that for closing thoughts. Mm-hmm. But so you you check out briefly when you check out briefly on the out of towns, you can really get caught off guard on Sunday when you look back at some of the scores. I'm like, what? I think going into Sunday. They had been shut out twice in a row by the Angels in Toronto. And it's not like, I mean, the, the reason why in Anaheim would matter is the, the flight and all that. Like, you didn't have to do that. You stayed at home and you got waxed by the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles of California. And they're like 20 games under 500. That is mm-hmm. just, it, they. I saw the Angels play a game last week that was one of the most, they had one of the worst innings of baseball I've ever seen a professional team Oh, against play. the Mariners? Oh, my God. That was that trash, was, dude. That was trash. That was literally embarrassing. And, and it got me thinking that MLB should have relegation. Like, they, it really felt like, oh, you guys should have to take a whole year off for how bad this inning was. It was mm-hmm. like they did everything wrong. Throwing the ball all over the place. I don't think the ball got out of Nobody the infield. Nobody backing anybody up. Yeah. I know. All like, the I don't think got week, out of the infield, had... and they gave up like five runs in the inning. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, nobody backing up. Yeah. Well, the catcher needed to know that, too. Mm-hmm. Got a guy in a rundown. I think it was J-Rod in mm-hmm. a rundown between third and home. Catcher's about to throw it. I'm like, dude, there's no one behind you. You don't have anyone backing you up. What are you doing? Yeah. And he just bolts for home and dives in. a like, runaway. Oh, my God. It was some Little League stuff. Shout out to Hawaii, by the way. And, for winning the and the, did they win? They did. Mercy rule. Congratulations. That is one of the most wow. dominant teams. The Jays should be more like Hawaii, honestly. They should but be that kind of yeah. dom- well, maybe not that kind of dominant, but like I'm pretty sure Hawaii outscored their opponents like sixty to five in Jeez, the whole tournament, goodness. which is just I mean, that's insane. And they gave up three runs it's in the championship. Much. So like most of those were against the best team from the world. <laughs> and Curacao. That's nuts. So anyway. Uh, um but the, yeah. the Angels also had another uh like just I feel like every Every Angels headline is just, like, embarrassing or sad. Yeah. Or both. Uh, they had that one, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago where they hit seven home runs and lost. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
the most ever. And I think like Shohei had two, Trout had one, or maybe, I don't know, actually I don't know. I think Trout was not playing, but he's just they. I don't. Know. It, it's one of the worst teams to lose. It's like them in Oakland. I understand that like records wise they aren't the same, but like you just feel like they're they're both bound to lose. They're gonna just find a way to lose. They got loss written all over. And the way they play is losing energy. They got losing energy in Anaheim and in Oakland. Mm-hmm. And even though Oakland obviously has had some really good teams, I think people just kind of forget that, that they've had like mm-hmm. some of the best teams in the league record-wise the last 10 years. Um, but, yeah, uh, Jays, the Jays mm-hmm. make no sense. They're a head-scratcher, man. They really are. And, and I know a lot of what we're doing in September is just going to be looking at the standings and, you know, seeing how the playoffs are going to shake out. And what the yeah. matchups are going to be. And I obviously, we're Sox guys, but I love baseball. This just in. I love baseball, and I love seeing, especially with the new format, uh, what the bracket's going to look like and how things are going to shake out, who's going to get the buys. And the Blue Jays should not be 68 and 58. It's just, and some of the losses they have, they'll get shut out by teams that stink. They just don't, they're non existent. So I don't know. We've talked a lot about the Jays, but it just, it stuns me. I don't understand. Yeah what's going on in Toronto. Obviously they fire the manager and have tried to, you know, keep things rolling. It's hard to have a overly productive season when you fire your manager halfway through. That's, that's never going to normally work out in your favor, but um, just the bizarre, bizarre circumstances in Toronto. But I do, we got to talk Rich Hill, obviously. Yeah. 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 Before, before we get to that, just on this note here about the, the way the division went. Oddly enough, man, I'm, I think I'm glad that they didn't pull out a sweep here because I You're think glad. I am. I am a little bit because had the Sox swept the Rays, made up three games on the Rays and three games on the Jays, I think my heart would have been like all in for the rest of the year. I don't think there would have been a magic number to me. I would have been like, no, 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 no. Like this is we're still riding this way. I would have been all in again. And I can't do that again. Yeah. I hear yeah. you, but I, I it, like, so they would have been six back. So I know before we get to Hill, I know one thing we talked about was before this nine game stretch mm-hmm. saying, hey, once this Orioles raise Jays or Orioles Jays raise in that order, three series are over. Red Sox fans are going to know how to feel about the wild card hopes and the rest of the year and all that. The ones that are still have any belief. Right. Right. And I think it's, tr- it's main. I think it's 95% true that. The vast majority of Sox fans are out. They understand that it is a, it is a 3% chance that they're going to make the playoffs, and it really feels like that. But mm. if they did win Sunday, Joey, you're not wrong that I think it would have kept a lot of people in like this, eh, <laughs> you know? It would have been right back where terrible. they started, right? Before it would have been one games? worse, I think. I, I think it would have been... I think it was six, because I remember you saying like they hadn't been six back since they were 10 and 19. We were like, it well, was we'll much. It, it was, was five. It, like, so they, they were five entering the Orioles series. And so that's mm-hmm. why I said they hadn't been six back since 10 to 19. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the thing. I mean, I, and I, I've been playing what it could have, should have for a while now. But mm-hmm. the thing that frustrates me the most above everything else with this Red Sox season, injuries, you know, the trade deadline being a little weird, all, whatever you want to look at, JD's power being way down, even though he somehow hit a home run on Sunday. I have not been that stunned in a long time by something that you shouldn't be surprised by. 
the thing that kills me is that they didn't even need to do that much for September to be super important every night. All they would mm -hmm. have had to do in the last two months of baseball since that stretch up to that last series in, in June against the Jays. From then until now, if they just played 500 ball, they're in postseason position. 500 ball, which if you play 500 ball for July and August, that normally does not bode well for you in terms of how you're going to go into October. But yeah. that would have had them, I believe, a game up on uh, the Jays right now for that last spot. And it really would have made this last month extremely important every single night. And now, obviously, we're in miracle territory. But I think that's just the frustrating part is that you didn't have enough depth when these guys did go down. Obviously, injuries began the downfall of this team. But they're just warning. I mean, it became, for the majority of the season, it's felt like the Boston Woo Sox. It really has at a lot of positions and a lot of important positions where you need guys that have MLB experience and MLB capabilities in big moments. I mean, luckily for guys like Schreiber and... Obviously, since sending Whitlock back to the bullpen, he's been great. A couple guys have really saved you from being having this being a very pathetic season instead of just pathetic light. So I, I just think, think 500 ball, man. That's all we were asking for the last two months to be in contention. Yeah. I mean, even this is going to sound like making excuses, but whatever. I don't care. Might as well do it. Who cares? Almost entirely Sox fans that listen to this, so <laughs> don't don't really care. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, like, don't care about being called out by other fans. Uh, <laughs> so I don't really care about anything. <laughs> I don't really care about anything, man. We are, the sun's <laughs> going to explode, and you know whatever. We're we I'm doing the we thing again, man. You haven't the done Boston it much, Red though. Sox. You don't do it much. No, I try. Yeah, the Boston Red Sox seven games back. I can easily think of seven games that were lost. Not because of depth problems, not because of injury, just fluke, weird, stupid things. Uh, I, I, there are so many of those, you know. Uh, I'm not going to go through the schedule right now, but I mean, I'm sure you go can remember every the more single frustrating game ones. that they've played. Hmm? Go through every game they've played and <laughs> let me know what you think. There's just so many. I mean, this week, you know, the the... Game three I, I of the Jays series. I can't believe they lost that game. That's so that, dumb. That, That's so dumb. <laughs> that, was, that game was dumb. Dumb's the right word. That was the dumbest loss of the year. I know there's so different dumb. descriptions for all losses, but that was that Jays loss was the dumbest loss of the season. And maybe in years. Because the 2020 season doesn't count. I don't remember mm -hmm. a game like that happening last year. 2019, maybe. You'd have to... You'd have to bring it to my attention, but that loss to the Jays in the series finale was extremely dumb. Stupid. Remember the Brazier walk-off in Toronto? Yeah. Uh, end of June. There's another stupid. Like, there's you can easily think of seven going through. But you got to bake year. those into the season, you know? right? I, I feel like going into the year, you got to bake in some crappy losses. I'm like, ah, shouldn't have lost that one. Even in in Tampa, kind of a different example. But when they got no hit <clears> the through Kiermaier. nine. Yeah, and then they score two in the in the top of the tenth and lose on I mean, a walk. Getting no home. hit is not one that like ah oh, we should have had that one. No, I, I just think what you're saying isn't wrong. I would just add another layer to it of like there were also a lot of losses that looked like you took a win and then you took a mm -hmm. loss. Like it looked like oh you grabbed the win but then you gave it away. And mm -hmm. obviously a lot of that is that you don't have a closer. You haven't had a closer all year. I think people see th that's another thing. 
to show you another reason why it's clear the Red Sox don't have a closer. Tanner Houck's been gone. I haven't heard anyone bring his name up. Like, it's not like, oh, God, where would this be- team be without – if they had Houck, it's like no one's saying that. Yeah, once so, Houck comes back. <laughs> once Houck comes back, they'll be fine. So you, you don't have a closer. You haven't had a closer all year. Yeah. I really miss the Red Sox having a legitimate, you know what his entrance music is, you're ready for it, closer. And it's been a while. It really has been a while. Sad. Yeah. I mean, Rich I Hill. just want a bullpen. Yeah. Yeah, Rich Hill. Let's focus on some positives. I, Rich could, Hill. I can't talk about this bullpen. I can't. Uh, Rich Hill, absolutely dominant on Saturday. I wasn't able to watch any of it because I was singing to Kenny Chesney at Gillette. Is there a reason you dressed up as Woody? Uh, we'll get to that in closing thoughts. But... Okay. Uh, Rich Hill is the first Red Sox pitcher over 40 with 11 Ks in a game. I'm sure you guys have seen that stat about a thousand times. So just going to repeat it on here. I did a little deep dive, though, into his starts this season. And it kind of reflects what it feels like when you're watching Rich Hill, which is basically always gives you a chance to win. 14 of his 19 starts this season, he's given up three earned runs or fewer. 18 of his 19 starts, he's given up four earned runs or fewer. Averages five innings a start. So obviously that's not great. Doesn't give you a lot of depth. You got to rely on your bullpen when when Hill's out there. I know they were pairing Hauk with them. They've tried to do that with a couple of guys, Whitlock, and you want to get some long innings guys to pair with Rich Hill. But overall, uh, I mean, his baseball savant page isn't going to hop out to you. He's in the bottom third, and most baseball savant stats, obviously the higher ones are spin rate on the curve and you know movement on some of his pitches. But overall, it's just you know what happened on Saturday is obviously an outlier. That's not going to happen often. It's great that for a local guy, he can have that moment. It was cool. The uh, I don't know if you saw the interview they had during the game on Sunday was really cool with Hill. It I was. Did not uh, see that. It was Eck, uh, your boy Tony Maz, and Ob had yes. a really good like in-game interview, which reminded me. I don't remember the last time they've had an in-game interview on Nesson. They should probably do that more with the previous starting pitcher when he's just chilling in the dugout. I think those mm-hmm. ones actually work out the best for in-gamers. When mm-hmm. it's like the guy that just pitched yesterday, so you can get some cool insight while the game's going on, and there's no pressure to like you know mess with him. I saw I don't know if it was a TikTok or what, but I think we were at this game Sunday night. We were definitely at this game Sunday night baseball. We talks Yankees a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and Glaber Torres seemed to very clearly get distracted and miss a ball because he was mic'd up <laughs> on ESPN. So um, yeah, I know I we've that. hypothesized about that, but like that definitely happens. So mm-hmm. being mic'd up has an impact on the game which is stupid but if you talk with the guy in the dugout i think it's a good move i like that i really like it a lot and mm-hmm. and they had a great interview with rich hill and he said how much it mattered you know to him with you know growing up in the area and being a Sox guy and and coming back after he's come back multiple times but it's just neat that he can have that moment the crowd gives him a big ovation and it was just like it seemed like a comfortable day at the park. Nice, nice yeah. cruising uh, W. Offense kind of per usual this year, which they've done a lot. Get a good chunk in the first inning, and then just do nothing like the rest of the game. Uh, but mm. that was enough. It, that was all they needed. So good for Rich. Yeah, and you got to imagine this is his last year. So I don't know no. if it is. Well, he forty well, three. You think he's going to pitch at forty three? He had said. I want your thoughts on this because I, I it mm. definitely made me go huh. That, that was my reaction when I heard it. I was like, huh? Huh? Yeah, I was like, huh? Huh? He said he's thinking about pitching the second half of the season next year. Huh? 
Isn't that a little like? Uh, I guess I guess I get it, but I also kind of kind of makes me go huh, because uh, I guess like oh, you want some time to rest? That you want like a longer off season? Basically, is what you're asking for. Well, it's because his kid's like 11, and he's kind of missing mm. a lot of big moments and games, and you know, I I, I was supposed oh, to say so I to get that like, like I have an 11 year old, like yeah. I get that. I'm I'm a dad, but yeah. it, when I heard it at first, it made me go huh. Uh. But then, but then after a while, you you took back your haul. No, I'm kind of still there. But again, I know what it's mm-hmm. like to have an 11 year old son, so right. I get it. But mm-hmm. it still kind of made me go haul. Is it because like he wants to be able to do like little league, and he wants to be able to like he wants to play in little league? Like I think he was watching the little league World Series, and he yeah. wants to like pitch on one of these teams. Imagine that would be super funny if you Rich get, Hill like, was you. You get to have one dad on your team. You get to, have, you get to have one, dude. How wild would that be, be if sick. each little league team starting next year, one of the dads of the players could play on the team, like legally. It was it was totally fine to do that, and he wouldn't and, get like popped like you know Danny Almonte or anything. Like it's mm-hmm. you're totally in the get clear. Popped, yeah, d- dads on steroids too. So. <laughs> yeah. Get popped. So yeah, what would the phrase be for the birth certificate? You're not getting popped, but like, what are you? What are you getting caught? I guess that doesn't sound cool. I don't know. Get popped for a getting, fake. Getting jammed up. Getting <laughs> jammed up. You. <laughs> you wouldn't get jammed up like Danny Almonte did at the yeah. Little League World Series. It's funny. There's probably people listening to this that don't know the Danny Almonte story. Dude, kinda- he, uh, he's a high school baseball coach now. Yeah, they well they had a he's thirty five years old allegedly right now, so he's actually seventy seven. Yeah, he's actually on his his deathbed uh, at mm-hmm. the age of ninety eight. I so just imagine that though, if Rich Hill was pitching for like I mean where did he technically grow up? It says that he was uh, born Medford? in Bo- uh, Milton, Milton, Mass. Milton. So if he was pitching for like the Milton Little League team. That would be like, hilarious, and I would absolutely need to see that. I mean, is that what he's doing though? Is he's taking not that, but is he <laughs> is that taking what he's going to do next year? He's going to fish. I'm confused. Is this happening? <laughs> I'm so you need in the to dark. Clarify, right now. like, why oh, he's are taking we joking this? around or is this for real? Is this actually going but down? Is that what it is? Is that he wants to be like a present dad for for yeah. little league and stuff? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah, fine, but also like. You're 42, and like you take a six month off season or a, you know a nine month off season. Are you going to be all right to pitch in the bigs after that? I mean, in theory, it's you know it, it keeps his his arm you know keeps some more juice in there. I don't know if anyone says that it more right, juice so your in his juice arm doesn't fall out. <laughs> yeah, he has to keep the juice in his arm, so that makes sense. But mm-hmm. no, I, I I definitely it was a little bit of a head scratcher. The only thing I can think of that was similar was Roger Clemens in Houston. Only pitching home games, which is such a baller move so to be like, funny. nah, I'm just staying here. I'm staying in Houston. I'll see you when you, you get back. You guys do those road trips and, and head out to Seattle. I'll stay here and uh, just hit me up when you're back, and I'll start and probably give up one run over eight with like 14 Ks. Don't that really talk to me either. I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Just Show don't up on even, the days I start, and that's it. Don't bug me at all. Um, I don't. I don't respond well to that, so yeah. I don't respond well to that. <laughs> yeah, so just don't be annoying. He was 43. So Clemens did that at 43. Rich Hill's going to be 43 next season. Wow. So is this going to be another Clemens Hill comp? Yeah. I Yet mean, one another of several. One comparison? of several. 
Yeah. Wow. So I want to see I want to see Rich Hill pitch for the Red Sox as long as he can. It's yeah. like having your dad on the mound when he pitches. It's awesome. Yeah. It's cool. It's like, oh, there he goes. There goes old man Hill, you know, just wheeling and dealing. And it, obviously, like we've said before, it looks like he is just wearing every pitch. It just it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the video game where like your you know, your power and your your health just goes down each pitch. It's like you're gonna have to start getting the pen ready because it's the third inning and Hill is sweating out there. Yeah. He is putting everything he's got into these pitches. So yeah, one of my favorite like recurring shots is like after Hill is is pulled and he's like catching his breath for like 10, 20 minutes in the dugout. And he's, he's drinking bottles of water. Like he's not even doing like the Gatorade cups. They bring him like Poland Springs. Yeah. <sighs> what is that? What's that? No. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> it looks like your dad saying like, buddy, I need a minute. I'm yeah. Need oh, a sec. yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the classic when you were like, like, I remember we would play in, uh, we'd play, you know, wiffle ball in the front yard at the Cape house yeah. growing up. And my dad, shout out to my dad, because he never hit. He only mm-hmm. pitched to us. Right, so, like, right. we'd play a whole game, and, like, he'd have to get the amount of outs before we score. There's a lot of ghost runners involved. Mm-hmm. And he's just running around, fielding all these balls, throwing all these pitches. I mean, really, I don't know how that was any you're, fun. You're playing fetch with your dad is what you're essentially, doing. Essentially. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> that's what we were doing. <laughs> and the older we got, you know, I'm starting to hit some ropes, you know, and he's he's got to run all over the yard trying to get these wiffle balls. Yeah. But... That's honestly, that's what it looks like when Rich Hill's in the dugout. Like, he just had to actually run around and field all the balls that he, like, gave up. It's really, it's really funny. But It looks like he, like, he just told his wife, like, I can keep up with the kids. What, you think I can't keep up yeah. with the kids anymore? And then goes out for 10 minutes and does it and comes back in looking like that. Yeah, exactly. I'm good. But Honey, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <sighs> yeah, just, yeah, just give me a sec. Just give me a sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Rich Hill. That was a phenomenal performance, and he had a good pace. I'm just basing this off what he said because I was not able to watch the game. But we're going to take a break and talk a little Raffy, talk a little birthday etiquette, talk a little Apple TV broadcast, and little Maddie backpacks around the corner here on episode 53 of Inside the Monster. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. We are back on episode 53 of Inside the Monster. I'm scrolling. Take a guess who it is, folks. I'm scrolling. Oh, it's Fabulous. What? 
53. Yeah, I'm saying on the current. No, I, I, it was Rich Hill. I'm just saying on the yeah. current team. That's fabulous. Is it? Yeah. It is. Third base coach. Take your word for it. I just thought it was. Thought it was appropriate. We've been talking about Rich Hill. I know. No, it would have made more the sense. Rich Hill game. The no, last I know, but like he's not to wear he's, it. But he's not fifty three now, you know. But um, hey, let's just act like we didn't say any of that. We're back. Episode fifty three of Inside the Monster. Can you believe it, Joey? Who's the last player to wear fifty three on the Red Sox? Don't even tell me. Yeah. Don't even tell me it was Rich Hill. It was Rich Hill. What? What? Oh, my God. It, it's the Steve Curry episode, everybody. Yeah. How wild is that? The Angel Santos episode. I don't Tim know Van a lot Egmund. of these guys. Who are these guys? Tim Van Egmond? Sammy, Sammy Stewart? Stewart. <laughs> Who are these dudes? I know Chad this is Bradford. one of those weird ones where, like, Nobody wore it till 86. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Doesn't it feel like that's a cursed number then? If the first time a guy wore the number was in 1986, you should probably just burn that number. You should have retired numbers and burned numbers. 53 should be a burned number on the Red yeah, Sox. Yeah, retired for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and instead of calling them retired for the wrong reason numbers, we just call them burned numbers. Burned so, numbers. It's a burned number. Red Sox... The first official inside the monster Red Sox burned number is 53. It's been 10 years since someone's worn it? Uh, yeah, it's been 10 years. That's kind of weird. It's not like 53. 53 is not like 87 or something. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's not a crazy number to have. But this is really – I would love to see somebody that has way too much free time on their hands. And I'm not going to – I'm not – you shouldn't do this. Let me start with saying you shouldn't do this. But I would like to know which Red Sox number has that. What, what like the top five to ten Red Sox numbers are for war all time? Would I don't think it would take that long. We 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 we're looking at a list of all the guys right there. You know what I mean? I know, but like you have to add up all their wars and like I, there's. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of players. So yeah, I mean, you yeah, got to figure true. 34 is is up there. You just got to take you know the one guy that was sick. For a long period of time. So, like, 34 is going to be up there. Uh, 9, obviously, is going to be up there. 15, you know, you go down the list. You know the guys. But I would be interested to see the top 10 Red Sox uniform numbers in war all time. If somebody can do that, I will uh, what would buy you be? a pizza. What's up? What would your guess be? The number one? Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, Probably nine, right? I think it's I think it's very likely nine because it's been retired since nineteen eighty four. So it's not like there's a bunch of bums that like brought that number down. The war. Yeah, number. but it's also been retired for so long. You know what I mean? There is not people still adding. But there's it. not people subtracting, you know? I think like if it's you have a give and a take. It's a push and a pull. No, it is a give and a take. But if you if you're Ted Williams and you shout out to Johnny Peacock, by the way. I'm just learning this right now. Mm -hmm. Johnny Peacock took Ted Williams' number when he went off to war. Wait, what's up with that? Wait, Johnny Peacock did? <laughs> Wait, that doesn't sound right. Wait, somebody took his number 
when he was <laughs> fighting for our country. Well, like, he was well, he was fighting Nazis. <laughs> Someone like, was like, yeah. "Sick, yo, let me, sick. let me let me let me steal that number real quick." Yo, Johnny Peacock. Who the hell is Johnny Peacock? All right, let's let's find out about this guy. Johnny oh, Peacock. Yeah, here's his headstone. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Famous Perfect. Almanac. Thanks, Almanac. In 1944. Wait, this can't be right. Yeah. This doesn't sound right at all. Did this guy play four games for the Red Sox? <gasps> yeah. In, in that f- in 44, he did. Yeah. Yeah, not not total. Yeah, not total. But in so total, he played 455 games, a 274 career average. And uh, where's his OPS? 673 OPS. No home. This guy, this guy stinks. He had one home run in his he, Red Sox so, career in eight years, and he took Ted Williams' number. What's that all about? He came in for four games, four at bats, 0 for 4. Guy went, so the strange. guy hit but zero he, in 1944, and he was wearing Ted Williams' number? Yeah. But the thing is, up until that, he had been with the Red Sox for, what, seven years? And, like, was wearing a different number. He just switched to nine while Teddy was gone for four games in which he pinch hit. That is very bizarre. I don't know what's up with that. I don't like that. I really don't like that at all. So he, he was eyeing that number nine for some time. And then the second that Ted Williams left for war, he's like, give me that thing. Mine. That is nickname. Weird. Nickname Johnny. Ted Williams. Let me see what Teddy Ballgame had done up until that point. Ted Williams, before he went to war in 1943, Mm -hmm. had hit, oh my goodness. This is his first four seasons in the majors. Mm -hmm. He was hitting, I'm going to guess, what do you think his average was? 31. 356. Oh my God. With an 1123 OPS. 127 home runs and 515 RBIs. That's in his first four seasons with the team. OPS plus of 190. Like, what? And then Johnny Peacock comes in and mm-hmm. takes his number. Johnny I, Peacock, I got no, baby. I, I got no time for that. I think Seb hates that Johnny Peacock. Oh, you can hear that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's sick that he's that he's running and screaming. I, I actually love that. He's, <laughs> he's pretty pissed about Peacock, dude. He Do you see like on it. the baseball almanac page for Johnny Peacock, they have like that picture of like his card with like his signature on it? Uh, let me see that. It looks like a fourth grader like who's just learned cursive and is holding the pen in his fist. Oh my gosh. That looks like what when you that? have to write it on like a screen that just doesn't really isn't receptive to your signature. Did he did he hold the pen with both hands? Like like he's clapping? Dude, Johnny understand. Peacock stinks. What so today we realize <laughs> we realize the Red Sox should have their first ever burned number, which is fifty three, because it, it came to be in nineteen eighty six. And Johnny Peacock has no respect for the greatest hitter of all time. We do not like this is a Johnny Peacock hate podcast. This is an anti-peacock show. Anti-peacock show from from here yeah. on out. So put that in anyway, the happy birthday to Coop. 
Uh, it is Coop's birthday on Sunday. Coop Leonard, who does phenomenal work for the Brad Foe show and for the Red Sox pre- and post-game show, and he's been helping out during the broadcast with Will and Joe. Coop is a good friend of mine. I've known him for, geez, six years now, I think. I think we met in 18. That's not right. Four years. My math is terrible. Yeah. Four years, though. Coop, not bad. Still not bad. But two years but, from now, um, it'll be six years? Yeah, in 2024, I'll have known him for six years. But There you go. Yeah, Coop's great. And it, it got me to thinking. I basically stumbled upon the fact that it was Coop's birthday. I think I saw a video that he posted from the Sox booth account of Brad Foe during pregame, and I overheard Brad Foe saying, like, oh, it's Coop's birthday or something like that. And I'm like, oh, damn, I better text him. And it's – we really got to find a way, Joey, to, like – let people know when their friends' birthdays are because it's just – I don't know when any of my friends' birthdays are, basically. It's not – I'm not proud of it, but I'm not great with birthdays. And I think mm. it's because social media-wise, I kind of not grew up with Facebook, but mm. a lot of high school and college was Facebook. And you never you never even miss people's birthdays you don't even care about. So yeah, you would then it post just, on their wall and say – Yeah, and be like, hey, HBD, happy birthday. Tommy. John, like, I don't really care about that guy, but like, I'll, I'll give him, yeah, he stinks. But anyway, I just, it kills me that there needs to be a way. I don't know if there's an app or whatever. There's probably an easy way to do this, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm about to tell you. Yeah. But isn't it so technically, don't they show up on like your Google calendar or whatever? Is that what you're about to say? Yep. Yeah. But I don't, but no. Are they all there? If you put it in your Apple ID, if you have your birthday like in there, when you sync contacts with somebody, your birthday should like be in there, All in right. your contact, and then you can add pop it to your up. calendar. It doesn't pop up from my. I don't think my settings are right, but either way, okay. I don't know. It, okay, it, it feels like alternative. Be way. Yeah, alternative. This one's a crazy one. Ask someone what their birthday is. Nah, you, see, like, Joey, you're, your not, you're not. You're not. You're not. Are you hearing what I'm saying, Joey? Yeah, you want a way to know when someone's birthday is without having to ask them. Without having to ask. That, that's the point. Well, make it, make it like the first thing that you learn about somebody. Like, oh, hey, I'm Steve. Nice to meet you. When's your birthday? That and is then, not... I'm not going to do that. There's no way I'm going to do that. The, the point of this is that there's going to be like an app or something that just like gives me a notification of, you know, worthy people's birthdays that I would text on their birthday. What's my birthday? Oh, God. It's late September. Let me get this. Let me get this. <clears throat> mm-hmm. September 27th. Boom. Easy to remember. Nine innings, 27 outs. Oh, wow. Very easy to remember. There you go. Yeah. That's like a Michael Scott move. (laughs) Born to be a baseball guy. Come on. (laughs) There you go. Um, But yeah, anyway, I just, I don't know. It kills me because it's, I definitely have forgotten friends' birthdays before and it makes you feel crappy, even though it shouldn't because it's like, I don't know. If you remember a birthday, if you don't, I'm never offended if like someone doesn't text me happy birthday, but some people do get upset about that. Um, but yeah. anyway, it's not. It's we ruined a friendship me. once because I forgot someone's birthday. Some people are really touchy about it. That's how you it, know how to beat out bad people out of your life, though. Yeah, it shouldn't be a big deal if, and especially the older you get, you know, it really shouldn't be a big deal if someone doesn't text you on your birthday. You know, no. it shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't. But that's just kind of what I think. Uh, Raphael birthday, Devers Coop. this month. Happy birthday, Coop. Uh, Raphael Devers this month has been very bad yeah. and it's kind of a mega head scratcher. So he is now hitting 182 in August 
with three home runs in 93 at-bats, 10 RBI, uh, an OPS of 599, a BABIP of under 200. It is – it's weird to see, Joey. It's weird to see when Rafi is just really not doing anything at all. Uh, he's had a couple valuable home runs, which – he never seems to have home runs that just don't really matter. There are certain players mm-hmm. that just hit useless solo shots, and then there's guys like Rafael mm. Devers that it's always meaningful. Like, it's always like a two- or a three-run shot when you need it the most. So he does have the clutch gene, but I don't know. I, some of these guys, and of course everyone's going to be a little dinged up once you get to September, or very dinged up, and it doesn't seem like he's running right. Something, something's off with Rafi. I really wouldn't mind getting him off his feet a lot in September. Honestly, the rest of the way. I am curious what you yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, my heart's not broken over Rafi not being Rafi right now. I'll say that. It's something that I've noticed with my head, but not with my heart. It's just kind of like, uh, yeah, things are tough right now. So obviously this is going to happen. Of course, there's going to be this other thing that stinks, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's definitely the most unexpected one of them as far as, you know, Bogey slowing down, JD's power vanishing, and Devers going silent. That third one's definitely the most shocking one. But um, it's it's one of those things where you know you, you fall into a bed of thumbtacks. You're not like, oh man, this thumbtack hurts the most. Like, they all hurt, <laughs> man. They all it all sucks. You fell into thumbtacks, you know. It was tough because that one got me really bad. That one that yeah. one thumbtack really got me. Yeah, it's like there's there's so many, man. It's whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Since the start of yeah. July, he's hitting 232 with uh, eight homers, 20 RBI. So, I mean, I, I think the, I, the easy theme of this season is injuries and specifically J.D. and Xander having very little to no power. That That's you, kind of what's going to be drawn up after this one's uh, – that's how we'll look back at this one. I think so, yeah. And I think like the sale thing will be like a, like a defining – Yes. That's also in there season. too. That's in there uh, too. you predicted. I'm not. I'm not pointing out a wrong prediction here, although it was so wrong uh, <laughs> that uh, that Devers was going to lead the majors in home runs. It was a bo- uh, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. What are you going to say? Whoa, whoa. Yep, Joey. That, yeah, you got to preface with you did a bold prediction. That such and such was going to happen. That's way different than a prediction. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Joey, there's a big difference between a bold prediction and a prediction. You said I got a bold prediction. I think Rafael Devers is going to lead the majors in home runs. Bold predictions are like kind of crazy predictions. Come on. Am I wrong with that? Okay. Here's Isn't that a not the point of a bold prediction. prediction? Yeah, I guess. It's just to be a little bold. I don't know. I think the to- point of them is to be like, yeah, I understand it's a small chance of this, but I'm still going to throw it out there but i'm, <laughs> I'm taking I'm very little here. blame for this for this what i'm wrong. getting at i'm not even i'm not even the point of this was not to point out hey look how wrong you were that this hey, thing with suck, a small dude. chance of happening didn't happen <laughs> yeah no what i'm saying is i think you were a year off hey maybe i feel i feel like next year next year's gonna be a big old raffy uh big old raffy year a big old <laughs> 
That should be a quote card. I think next year is going to be a big old Rafi year. Yeah, one of the biggest. One of the biggest yeah. we've ever seen. Coming off being an all-star starter, I think next year is when he's going to have I think he's going to have – it's going to be Rafi's coming out party next year. <laughs> yeah, he's really – dude, I'm I think people you. across the league are going to know this guy. Who was – I don't know who it was. It was someone on the broadcast, and it might have been national, but mm. was talking about comparisons between Rafael Devers and some of the Braves guys. Yeah. Because they've gotten big contracts and play similar roles and stuff like that. And he had mentioned, I think it was Matt Olson. This might might have been Maz. I think he mentioned Matt Olson mm-hmm. and how the comparison to Rafael Devers numbers wise just isn't fair because they're not the same age. Are they and, and I'm like, we can't like I know Rafael Devers is is whatever, he's sixteen years old, but like we can't I don't think we can bring the age thing up when we're comparing him to some, someone like an Olsen or uh, Austin Riley. When he had said, like, basically, he said it like this He's like, it's not fair to compare the numbers because Devers' numbers are obviously going to be way better once he's Matt Olsen's age. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, Devers has been in the league since 2017. So it's like, this is what? 9, 10, 11, 12. It's a sixth season. In Major League Baseball, and he's been a back-to-back All-Star starter. It's not like he's going to have some ridiculous jump, I don't think. But I, I'm more saying that, like, even if he does, I don't think it's going to be because he's got another year under his belt. You know what I mean? Like, I think when you're yeah. six years in, I don't think it's like you're going to learn a bunch of new tricks, like in year mm-hmm. seven. So yeah, I, you're going to really I settle was, in. Yeah, I think once Devers is 28, he's going to be way better. Than he is now. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I can go that far. But I mean, even this year, compared to other seasons, Rafael Devers in 109 games is hitting 297. This is heading into Sunday, so these I'm sure these numbers have dropped because he went over five. But 297, 25 homers, 65 RBIs with a 903 OPS. That 903 OPS would be his best since 2019. When he led the league in doubles and total bases and was 12th in the MVP race. 11th in the MVP race last year, an all-star starter, as we mentioned, last year and this year. So, overall, Devers' average is up. Uh, He hasn't hit 300 since that 2019 season, so he still has a chance to do that. I think that's one of the things that kind of caught me off guard in, in the grand scheme of things with this Devers season is that he was he had a real chance at the batting title. Like, he really could have won the batting crown. I think just a few weeks back, he was only, like, four or five points off the AL uh, batting lead. So, all of a sudden, I mean, the start of August, he was in 326. And now he's he's down to what? He's at 294. 294. After, after Sunday's game. So, Devers has fallen, uh, what is that, 20, 30 points or 28 points? Am I, am I is my math awful? What is that? No, I think you're right. Yeah, 26 and 294. And 32. 26, 32. 32 points. He's fallen in his batting average, which is wild. In July, he started at 326, end of July 324. Start of June 341, end of June 328. So it's not he hasn't had like ridiculous jumps. I know in May and of course your average is going to be jumping around cuz you haven't had a ton of at bats. He started 299, ended 343. So it's been basically swooping all the way up. I'm sure the highest he got after a decent amount of games under his belt was in the 330s. 
and now it's down to 294. So I don't know. I, I mean, wear and tear is definitely part of it, but it's just weird. I, I, I think the main point for me is it's just odd to see when Devers is up and he's just constantly getting out. I'm like, that doesn't compute. That's not right. It's like, it's like you're watching something that's like, no, this a different thing should be happening. I've watched him many a time, and I know he's better than this. Yeah. It feels so good when he does something good, though. When oh, I he agree. Hits the ball, man. There's nothing. It's so like sick. It. It's so it's sick. It's so sick. It's so sick when he hits the ball. He hasn't done the it's, lay down thing in a while, huh? I know. Part of me thinks it's because he doesn't feel good. Like, I really, mm-hmm. the way he's running, I think things are just kind of, you know, achy. And I, I don't yeah. think you want to be, like, laying down and, like, I don't know, in weird angles. I think he just wants these games to be over, honestly. If, uh, yeah, I also if, think it's hard to goof off when, like, you're not going to – it looks like you're not going to make the postseason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, when you're seven, eight games back of the last wild card spot, when a wild card spot's been added on this year, and you're, mm-hmm. what, a top five payroll in baseball, it's kind of hard to be, like, goofing off. But, um, by the way, really quick here. Yeah. I'm going to say a controversial thing. Maybe. Okay. I'm okay. I'm ready for the home run cart to to be gone next year. I'm I'm ready for. It I to think be over. it's gonna happen, whether or not. Yeah. I th- I, yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for the next thing. I'm ready for a new thing. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I can't be. Uh, um, I can't rewrite history. Because I was excited <laughs> when they dropped that Plawecki video. You know, and he said like great. it's back. Really but good job. now, in retrospect, and maybe this is just because the season has stunk. I look back and I'm like, I don't think we needed it. I don't think we needed it. I really don't. I don't. But know. it's but not at the like time, I was excited. So yeah, Plawecki's a friend of the program. Great dude. He always says what's up when we're we're down there. So it's like there's nothing against Plawecki. I, I think it's more just I'll see it, and partially I think a lot of times it feels like an obligation for these guys. Like, oh, I got to do the bullpen cart now, or the whatever the the home run cart. Um, so I, I just – I'm ready for the next thing. I love home run celebrations. I love the double celebrations. I love all that mm-hmm. stuff. I'd probably keep it – I think, like, having a new one each month would be cool just to kind of, you know, flavor of the month type of thing. But I think the home run cart is always going to be looked at as a really cool thing from 2021. And I know it started in 2020. But this is, this is the third season, you know. I think we're kind of – I think wind dance repeat towards its end. I think people were about ready for the next thing. And I'm kind of ready for the next thing. I was told this year, please confirm this. I think it was you that told me, or it might have been Coop actually, that Wind Dance Repeat ended after 2017. The Wind Dance Repeat wasn't happening at all in 2018. I don't, I don't think it was happening in 2018. I don't think that so. That feels so last, wrong. One of the last ones I remember is when they clinched the division in 2017. They did a badass Wind Dance Repeat. They like, they like threw it to the mound. If I'm not mm. mistaken, I got, I got to watch this back. I think Jackie like launched it to the mound or something. Mm-hmm. Red Sox. Who's on the mound? Clinch, AL East 2017. I think Kimbrel. I believe. Yeah, like the the image that they use is like Marrero and a couple guys on the mound, like <laughs> either either throwing it back or like catching it or something. Let me see what happened here. So the Red Sox. By the way. The Red Sox clinching in 2017, it took forever. That whole week, they just kept losing. And it was getting to the point of, like, are they going to cough up right. the division? The end of that year was yeah. just garbage. Um, but, yeah, so we get we get Farrell hugging in the dugout, wind dance repeat, 
And then I think the guys on the mound, yeah, they like threw it over to them and they like finished it off. The camera guys did not do a great job of getting it. I can't blame them. They, I'm sure they didn't expect they were going to have some choreographed, like, you yeah. know, involving the guys in the infield. So it's not really their fault. But um, what was I going to mention? What were you just talking about? You brought something up. I was going to mention something on top. Wind dance repeat. <laughs> we were talking about. We were also talking about. Uh, oh, Johnny Peacock. Johnny Peacock stinks. Yeah. One thing, uh, speaking of uh, streaming services, when you mentioned Peacock, the Apple TV broadcast. I know a lot of people have thoughts on it. I I don't think I'd be I was able to watch a Red Sox one until now because a lot of them were at Fenway and we were at those games. So, like, you're not really watching the broadcast. I got to give a major shout out to my boy, Steven Nelson. He is super good at it. He's a great baseball guy, does an awesome job with Millar with intentional talk. And uh, I was working with Nelson at Bleach Report for a little while, and he's just a great dude. I think Katie Nolan is a, it's just an interesting selection because she has a huge following. Uh, she's worked her ass off to get to this point. I, I, I'm kind of curious of what they're going for with the broadcast because I think they want it to be like more chill and hangout-ish. But I think it's hard to do that and also call a game. Like, it's hard to do that and also, like, not feel like you're just abandoning the game that's happening on the broadcast. So they'll show Katie, and, and Hunter Pence is good, too. Heidi did a great job. I mean, they had Heidi moving all over the park. I mean, she must have been gassed after that. But Heidi obviously has uh, a history with the Red Sox and was, you know, doing sideline, and so she gets the park very well. Um, and she was really good, too. But they'll, they'll show They'll go up there, and I've never seen this in a broadcast booth in my life. It was very interesting to see. So they, they go back to the, the booth. And you got Steven Nelson, Katie Nolan, and Hunter Pence in there. And Katie's got, like, her leg up on the seat, just kind of like her, you know, her arms around the leg, kind of like you're just hanging out on your couch at home. I was like, I have never mm. seen that in a broadcast booth in my life. There is a certain level of being a little too comfortable. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. This is, it's like if you told you somebody, st- like, hey, Mikasa, Sukasa, and they, like, took yeah. their pants off. Like, <laughs> what? Like scratching was, their crotch. You're like, I don't know if <laughs> that's what I meant. No, I didn't really mean it like that. And it's funny because, yeah. like, the inning before, Nelson was like, shout out to, you know, OB, Eck, Jamai, you know, these guys for letting us use the – because they're in the Nesson booth. And, yeah. and then they, they pop up to him, and Katie's got, like, her leg up on the chair. And I'm like, what's, what's going – hey, how you guys doing? Like, what's, you guys what's got any snacks on? up here? <laughs> hey, Nelson, can you What's text, your Wi-Fi uh, password? Can you text OB? See if they got any chips in this cabinet. It's locked. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that part was interesting. But the actual broadcast in terms of like the technology they have is I think next level. They can get rid of the hit probability thing. I think that's stupid and and I don't know what you're basing it off of and it, I don't need that. But I'm never going to knock any broadcast for trying something new because that's kind of how you get to. I mean, you look at old, not even that old NBA games, games from Jordan's prime in the 90s, and they didn't even have the score bug up for 90% of the game. So it's like you got to try new stuff. I get that. But um, I, I think you can get rid of the hit probability. But, I, I mean, the 4K shot, you get the close-up shots after home runs feel like a video game. That's so cool. And they had a great interview with Shane McClanahan during the game from the dugout. He's a chill dude. And... Um, I think they that the broadcast overall, I think, has been taking too much heat this year. I, I really don't think it's that bad, but it's uh, definitely some tweaks. But they they got they got something they can they can definitely build on there. And and Nelson's great. I think Nelson's a natural in the booth. But yeah, that that was all I got. I, I just this is the first time I've been able able to watch a Red Sox game on Apple TV. So obviously had some thoughts about it. But yeah, yeah. 
I I don't like their graphics package. I think that gets overhyped. I think that they're I think the the commentary is like fine for the most part. There are definitely some times that are like a little awkward, but um, like you said, I don't think it's ever Steven Nelson. I think he's kind of the man. Uh, yeah, I think their graphics package looks so generic. I don't understand what people are talking about when they when they hype it. It's like when they have. The I don't know if I'm hyping the. I don't know if I'm hyping and, the graphics package. It's more like I just can't get over how cool the close-up shots are after the home runs. Those are so cool. Those are cool. I think those that's a cool. different camera. I think that's a that it just looks cooler. I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, yeah. There's some of that, I, but I mean, like when they have the hit probability thing, it's not. I don't mind the stat being there, but like the gradient that they put on, so it looks like my mouse is hovering over it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I don't the need gradient. That. It it it. I could scream, dude. I hate yeah. that so much. I would rather someone stand in front of me, like and stand between me and my TV, than. That have that gradient on it. I don't know why that bothers me so much, but it's like a pet peeve I didn't know that I had until I watched an Apple broadcast. And like when they do the two box and there's just like a black background with like that like word art PowerPoint generic background A. I'm like, what it like you're Apple. Like put some flair yeah. on it. Or make it like super clean and sleek. This looks like generic. It just I don't know. It looks like iMovie or something, dude. It looks I don't like it at all. But yeah. Whatever. I but. didn't actually watch most of it. I listened to it on the radio. You're definitely an old timer do- with that. I do appreciate it. I, well, I've been doing I've been doing a new thing, dude. This is a new move that I've been pulling. I want your thoughts on it. I am going to the gym for most of the game. Oh, Jim Joe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I usually I either go to the gym before or after, and recently I've been like, you know what? I'm just gonna go during. Let's put my headphones on and like, there we go. Like I'll get, you know, an hour or two of the game at the gym. Um, Are you watching? Yeah. 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 So like I'll, like I'll I'll ride the bike in front of the Nesson TV. Oh, okay. And And then you listen. And then I'll switch over my headphones to the Odyssey app and like listen to the EI broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they usually line up pretty well. If they don't, it's whatever. And I just like move away from the TV and just listen to the radio. Um, Great call on my part to listen to the radio uh, this past series. They were, first of all, three-man booth, and they were on fire. They were on mm. fire. So Will says, uh, he's given the scores from around the league, and he says, uh, tomorrow Garrett Cole set to pitch in front of the family of possums in Oakland. <laughs> and it was quiet, and um, Sean goes, am I missing something with the possums? And he goes, oh, yeah, there is a family of possums that lives above the broadcast booth in the Oakland Coliseum in the ceiling. That is hilarious. And uh, Sean went on to tell him, like, uh, his first game at, at Texas A&M. He used to call games at Texas A&M. Uh, there's a terrible smell. And he, like, let people know, like, hey, like, that the, the booth stinks. And uh, he was told, like, oh, yeah, no, there, there's, like, a ton of bats above you guys they're an endangered species so we were told we can't move them <laughs> so they that just, is they're overrunning the the broadcast booth there that's bad yeah that's they talked a while bad. about that poop but they had a great time that that broadcast is always great the radio the eei call has been so strong yeah lot, no, i mean uh, it's, it's, it's always great today's game mm-hmm. yeah shout out to will itm alum will fleming Great. Uh, I want to get Sean McDonough on here, too. Sean's definitely got some good stories and has been calling games forever. Uh, some other things to run through real quick. It was just good to see Xander get one. It was good to see Xander have a classic, 
you know, over the monster blast. Hasn't had one of those in a long time. He only had two home runs at Fenway since May, which is just My goodness. stunning. He had four in May and one in April. So obviously the home run total has been down all year. I think he's got 11 on the year, but it was nice to see. And it, you never really see him let out that frustration. That was rare. He throws the bat down and he like stomps on the plate. Like finally, mm. dude, finally. Yeah, yeah. But can't even be happy it was, about it. Just pissed off. I know. It took so long. He was literally pissed off. He hit a ball yeah. out of Fenway Park and was like, what the hell? Like, that's so dumb. It's like, I'm capable of it. it. Sometimes I feel like with these players, what we forget about is that they need to. It's not like they're always proving stuff to us. Like, mm-hmm. I think they need to prove it to themselves a lot of times of like mm-hmm. you get in. I think it, it, naturally you can just get in your head about so many different things happening in the game of baseball over the course of 162. I think some of these guys just need to be reassured. They need to reassure themselves that they still got the thing, that they still got it. And I think we don't factor in enough that they probably internally have a voice in their head of like, oh, you're not like you were in 18. You're not like you were in 19. Like, are you fading a little bit? Like, I think that probably creeps in. And Xander has just been going through it this year. He is. He's been going through hell. And it's just nice for him to have that that moment and and hopefully now have a good September here. Yeah. Happy for him. Happy for him. I'm also still amazed that he was able to, or that he was willing to <clears throat> give as much detail as he did about how hard the year's been on him physically. Yeah. No, he really opened up to Spear. That's I would recommend reading that article if you, you get the chance. Matty Backpacks before the IL, 794 ERA since. He's got a 174 ERA. He's also added like these celebrations coming off the mound that he never used to do. I don't ever remember Matty Backpacks like screaming and pounding his chest coming off the mound. I don't know if that's just like a new little mm. thing he's added, but interesting. I don't know if it's 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 funny when you see certain celebrations and you're like, yeah, that fits you. I don't know if it fits mm. Backpacks. I don't know if he no? needs to be the guy that's like, ah, you know, hitting his chest and doing high steps. I'm like, I don't know if this is you. I'm not, I'm not fully sure that this is. Uh, I think I, I dig it. I think it fits him. I, I see him angry. Yeah, you know I, I mean, I don't know. It's just that we, he's pitched with this team for so long. It's just mm-hmm. funny when you add a new little thing. It's like, oh, okay. That's. I guess it'll just take some time to get used to. But mm-hmm. uh, Eck, as always, is incredible. I love that he's saying that you got to get your tattoos in the off season, <laughs> as if that's like a phrase that people. Oh, got to get your tattoos in the off season. Everybody knows that. Come on, you can't be can't be <laughs> getting your talking tattoos about Chapman. Talking about Chapman. Yeah, they were talking about Chapman in the booth. Yeah. There's no. Okay. There's no way you believe that story, right? I haven't really read much into it. When did it come out? Yesterday or two days Yesterday. ago? Yesterday. I mean, the story being, he has an infection that he got from a tattoo, and that's why he's out for the rest of the year. Or not even he's, out for the rest of the year. That's why he's out right now. That's why he's on the aisle. I mean, haven't the Yankees just been making up IL stints I mean, for all their guys so that they're they're good going into the playoffs? I mean, that's what that that's what happened with Cortez. I mean, he with, also sucks. Uh, it's a, a Chapman sucks. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Any other guys that pitch poorly that is like, you know what, your uh, ankle hurts and you're now on the IL and we're going to get you ready for October. Yeah, I totally believe that. I totally believe that guys are told like, hey, you're going you're going on the IL. Uh, you sprained your wrist. Yeah. OK. I th- I, infection from a tattoo. I think like the more convoluted the story, the more it's. Oh, big up. time. I mean, Clay Holmes, it was 
he was like smirking during the presser he did a few weeks ago when they put him on the IL. Like when he was mm-hmm. describing what the injury was, I think he had to like remember mid-interview what the injury was <laughs> and mm-hmm. like trying to describe it. And the, I think the reporters knew too. They could kind of tell like, oh, he's just getting some time off. All right, let's lay mm-hmm. off him a little bit. But um, yeah, that's probably what's going on there. But yeah, just as always, you know, Eck is the greatest and trying to, we're just trying to soak up the last few games we got of him here, which is sad as hell. But uh, JD finally hit a home run, Joey. Hooray. He had one ding dong since June 15th. So for those keeping track at home, JD Martinez up until Sunday had one home run all summer. How oh, wow. crazy is that? <laughs> I don't like one. That. One. That's nuts. JD Martinez doubled his home run count. For the summer on Sunday. That is nuts. It's not good, man. It's not good. Makes me sad. And that's, Makes me sad. It's the end of an era. No, I hear you. I hear you. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. You got anything else from this this series? I know we got closing thoughts coming up here. Uh, no, don't. Up next on episode 53 of Inside the Monster is Closing Thoughts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We are back. It is time for closing thoughts. You want to go first or second, Joe? Um, I'll go first. I don't even know if I re- how much detail I want to go into here. Um, I drove yeah, all the I way. I broke my leg. <laughs> yeah. So, so my dad, my relationship <laughs> with my father is very different than when I was younger. Um, no, I was. I drove down to Fenway today. Uh, it's about like an hour and a half for me. With Boston traffic, you know, and parked my car where I do over Brigham and Women's. I usually bike from there, right? Uh, I I went into my my trunk and found that I didn't have my my battery for my bike because it's an electric bike, right? Mm. So I'm like, ugh, I I guess I'll just bike it over there. But like, one, I'm not used to riding a regular bike, but two, it it doesn't move like a regular bike. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't. Yeah. It's meant it to be an electric quite bike. The same. It's meant to be an electric bike. So I, I go down the four flights of the parking garage, and I get outside, and I'm like stopped at a red light, and I realize my pockets are empty, and realize I left my phone, my keys, my wallet, <laughs> all just sitting on top of my car. And so I bike back up the four f- flights to my car, and I'm sweating now. I got this shirt on. It's a very nice shirt. You haven't said anything about it. That's kind of it looks good. I like it. Whatever. Thank you but very I, much. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna compliment a shirt in person all the time. On, on a, a camera, it's a little harder to see. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I was like sweating through it, and I was like, I'm not gonna bike over there. I'm just gonna walk over there. So I grab all my stuff and I start walking, and I start to feel like bad, like head to toe bad. <laughs> like I know I gotta go to the bathroom. And yeah. I'm feel in my and I'm sweating. 
like my like head to toe I'm start I start sweating and uh, I go into the uh, <laughs> the hospital's food courts bathroom <laughs> and Steve I'm in there for like 45 50 minutes oh, I'm in there for so long that by the time I got out I just walked back to my car and drove home <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not going to a game. I don't want anyone to see me right now. I texted Nate, and I was like, man, I got a situation on my hands. We're not uh, hanging out today. Sorry, man. I'm going home. Uh, and that's what I did. I just went home. So I drove to Fenway. I paid to get into the parking garage, paid to get out of the parking garage. And uh, you don't have to pay twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, they uh, made me yeah, pay twice because I had this problem. They're like, what? Oh, you a poopy boy? Is that what you are? Are you the poop man? couldn't oh you want to go home pay up joey so you know what you know what i look at you know what i picture when you just describe that story which is well well said by the way um thanks is the uh bridesmaid scene where they're trying on the dresses and they had just had like really bad food and they all start sweating and then they poop in the street um i have not seen the film but it sounds like it should have gotten oh you should change bridesmaids isn't quite one of those like oh my god you haven't seen that which we gotta just stop i mean i'm I'm a hypocrite because i do this too like for people that haven't seen i don't know like the sandlot or something but if you haven't seen bridesmaids i don't know if that's quite in the category of you're crazy for not seeing that but what a great movie uh anyway joey that was that was funny and i it's a that was a that's very joey thing I'm not saying that to be mean. Thanks. I'm saying that as like a... No, it's on brand. Yeah, it sounds like something that would happen to Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've gotten to learn your your logic this year. And it mm. it's... I think we have... I don't think we have similar logic a lot of times. Mm. But I think we have similarly different logic than most normal people. And yeah. the idea of like your full plan was to go to the game... And then this happens, and it's a hundred percent. Now you're not going to the game. Like it's now. <laughs> yeah, now yeah. it's exactly the opposite. I am yeah. now going home because I don't want someone to see me like this. Because I just feel so bad. Yeah, it's just. It was just a. I don't know. It's like I just feel shame head to toe. I'm just gonna go home. I don't want people to see me right now. Yeah, knowing what you because you know car. what you just had went through. Like I know what I just did. You know what you just did. <laughs> Oh, uh, there's something terrible. It doesn't happen to me often, but like, isn't that feeling the worst when you just start kind of getting the sweats and you're like, why am I like turning off as a human? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why am I? When you're just like kind of feel like you're about to die, like out of nowhere, like that is yeah. start tough. to get sirens going off inside you. Yeah, like, all the man, alarms are going alarms. off. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, I think this is a weird way to go, but this is how it's gonna go. Um, that was funny. That was a funny closing thought. Uh, my closing thought is Country Fest is a wild time, Joey. I had never been in my life, mm-hmm. and my boy Maddie invited Elaine and I amongst a bunch of other people that uh, take – it's this whole thing. So his dad's the man and covered the whole thing, and he's he's deserves endless praise for that. So basically it is a uh, – we took like a – I guess you can call it party bus. I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, down to Gillette. And the thing was awesome, even though like the AC wasn't working, which kind of sucked for the way down. It was on the way back, which is not when you need it as much. But it was just a hell of a group of people and his dad and their friends. And it was just a great mix. It's his friends as well. I got a lot of mutuals in there. And we, we get there. We got a suite and everything. It was great. And I, I realized, though, Joey, that 
I don't know if I ever want to go to a concert again where I don't know any words to the songs. I knew like mm-hmm. I, I knew like maybe five where I was like, when I taste tequila. I know that one. Yep. By Dan and Shay. I didn't know they were a thing. But do you know Dan and Shay? I'm not a country guy whatsoever. Okay. They're a little poppy country a little bit. So like it's mm-hmm. maybe there would have been some crossover. But anyway. It's not going to happen. My biggest takeaways are that it's just a really cool vibe. Everyone's having fun. Uh, people drink a lot. I didn't really drink that that much. I mean, it was, people you know, who I like had country some... music. No, I know. I'm just breaking this down. But it's something about seeing it, though. Like instead of just hearing about it, it's like actually seeing that at like the tailgate and all that. I, I mean, similar. I understand why Gillette hosts this. Mm-hmm. It's similar clientele that go to Patriots games. Like it's a lot. There's a lot of crossover between a, a Pat's tailgate crowd and a country tailgate crowd. So I get Does- it. Doesn't Country Fest in Massachusetts kind of feel like Northerners cosplaying as Southerners? Yes. That, to me, I think, I think like, Northern Country is, like, pretentious in, like, the most literal form of the word. Like, it's performative. It's fake. You don't wear a cowboy hat. You don't, you don't live on a ranch. You don't. Yeah. You're not a sheriff. You don't speak like that. You're not a sheriff, dude. You're not even a real cop. So, okay? You can't arrest me. <laughs> this is my last question to you. So... I wanted to lean into the goofy element of this a little bit and that I clearly am not a country person. And so I just bought this like sheriff shirt on Amazon. And then on Saturday, Elaine and I went to get cowboy hats and I saw a sheriff hat and I was like, yeah, I need that. Like, that's going to be awesome. So I wear that with the shirt and I thought it was funny. Everyone thought it was funny. Got a lot of compliments. But it, it made me realize, does it make sense to wear sheriff stuff to a country concert? Is that You know, like when you try to act like you know something and you like clearly don't and you do something that's kind of like it, but not really. Like, is a sheriff outfit to a country costume, does that make any sense or no? Uh, I mean, it's like somebody, <laughs> it's like an alien. It's like if you were an alien, you were like, wear Western stuff. And you're like, perfect. I can, I'll show up like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what we're going for. Yeah, I guess it's close enough. And I'm just in a costume mood. I just got my Halloween costume a couple days ago. Very excited for it. Uh, I will not reveal what that is yet, but it's uh, it's very on brand. Uh, But yeah, shout out to Country Fest. Kenny Chesney apparently has been performing there since 2005. Dude, he's a superstar. I just like seeing superstars live. Like I, I like seeing when we were at the weekend concert a few weeks ago. It's like, oh, this guy's in his prime and he's a mega star. And Chesney comes out, the screams for Kenny Chesney. I question for you, Joey. Last question. I lied about the last one yep. being the last one. This Hit is me, the dude. last one. How old do you think Kenny Chesney is? 53. Wow. He's 54. I can't believe he's yeah. in his 50s. He's been I around he was a while, like man. 42. He's 54, man. He looks he's great. Been, been around for a bit. I don't even know what he looks like, period. He came out and the dude's name's guy. been kicking around for a bit. He's got guns. He, he looks awesome. Um, he didn't come out with guns. He, he's, he's, it was he's nuts. He came, he came out with guns. Yeah, he's got muscles. Yeah, cool. And he's got, like, you can tell he's got endless chart toppers for the country genre. Because everyone knew, like, every lyric to every song. And I was maybe amongst, like, three people that didn't. But Did you enjoy uh, a single minute of the music? Yeah, I the vibes. I enjoy the vibes more than the music, probably. Like, I obviously would prefer if, you know, Kanye was up there. But it, it was 
it was a ton of fun, and I'm I'm glad I was able to do it. And shout out to my boy Matt and his dad. Uh, yeah, shout I think out. that's I think that's it. I think that will do it. That is episode 53 in the books. We're lining up more interviews. We are targeting, as of right now, players from the 2004 Red Sox. And we are trying to knock them all off eventually. So We're not trying to kill is, them. We're trying, <laughs> trying to knock them all off. We, got a list we are trying, trying to, to kill everybody on the 04 Red Sox. And we're not stopping until we get that done. No, we're trying to have everybody on the show that has that was on that playoff roster. So excited for that journey. It's already underway. Uh, but yeah, Joey, next time uh, we will be doing a show. It's either we either have a guest on. We'll see. We're trying to line up stuff for this week. So we'll see when the days are going to be. But uh, So I can't exactly tell you the next time we're doing a show. But it's going to be within the next few days. I'll tell you that much. Red Sox are playing the Twins. I mean, that's, that is that is actually the next thing to hear from us. Breakdown yeah. of the Red Sox Twin Series. Coming oh, up. and it's going to be a good pitching preview. Let me tell you that. Oh, I'm excited. It's going to be hard to top your last one. Your last one was really good. Thanks, man. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.